All right, so inevitably, you're going to run into a weight loss plateau. Um, I'll, this happens to everyone, so don't be you know, too frustrated if it's happening to you right now. The important part is just to keep, um, keep learning and keep taking those tiny steps towards your goals because they really do add up. So today, I do want to talk about a few reasons why you might not be losing body fat. Um, I have top 10 um, things to look at when you're no longer making progress. Um, Okay, so I'll just jump right into it. Number one, um, you do need to track your food intake. If you're not doing this, at least, you know, one to two days per week at minimum, then there's not going to be a whole lot um, I can do for you. This is kind of something that you just need to do in order to communicate what you've been doing to someone. So um, say you, um, you're not sure how much you're eating if you're not tracking. So how can you take someone's suggestions on how to alter your macros if you don't know what your macros are? Um, so this is just something that you're going to have to do every once in a while. You might not have to do it every single day, especially if you tend to eat the same portion sizes of food and the same types of foods over and over. Um, but I would at least track one to two days per week minimum, um, especially in order to recalibrate yourself. Uh, we tend to let our portion sizes get bigger and bigger with time. At least I do. So it is really important that I plop my food into a tracking app and make sure that my portion sizes are not getting out of control. I am personally always surprised by how much I'm eating after I go a week or two without tracking. Okay, so you do have to learn this this skill, um, especially if you want feedback from someone else. Like if you ask someone a question, you know, like, gosh, I'm not losing weight. I'm not making progress. What should I do? Well, that person can't offer you tailored advice until they know what you're currently doing. So you have to figure out what you're currently doing. And you do that by tracking your food intake. Um, It's not super fun to always, you know, be tied to your tracking app or to always be measuring and weighing your food. But it is the fitness language and you have to learn to speak that language if you want to communicate with someone about your progress and what to do. Okay, Um, so that was number one, not tracking your food intake. Uh, Number two, you might not be eating enough protein. In order for your physique to really take off and to get a toned look, quote unquote, toned just means that you have, um, you know, a nice base layer of muscle and not a lot of body fat in order to show the muscle through the body fat. That's what people actually mean when they say toned is build muscle and lose body fat. Okay, so in order to build muscle, you do have to eat protein. Now, this also works for fat loss because uh, protein is probably the number one most satiating macronutrient. Um, Personally, I think protein and then fat is probably a close second, Um, but this is going to vary from person to person on what is most satiating versus Uh, like carbs versus fat. Some people love their carbs and they think it's the best thing in the world. Some people love their fat and think that is the best thing in the world. But I think it's safe to say for most people, the number one most satisfying nutrient 
is protein. It's also the hardest nutrient to, to convert into body fat. So um, you really just cannot go wrong eating high protein. Now, I understand this is probably a big ask. It's hard to get enough lean proteins in. This is not a comfort food. It, protein sources don't always taste very good, especially if you're eating lean proteins. Um, I'm guessing not a lot of people are craving chicken breast. <laughs> it's not my favorite food either. But if you have a physique goal, this is this is extremely important. You have to eat enough protein. I would start with one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Um, or on the other hand, if you're carrying a lot of extra body weight, you might need to do one pound of protein per, per, per pound of lean body mass. Um, now that's going to be an estimate because most people are not going to know exactly what their lean body mass is unless you've done like a DEXA scan or something like that. Um, but the average woman is five feet, four inches. You know, even if she is 50 to a hundred pounds overweight, lean body mass is going to be at least a hundred pounds. Okay, so that's just kind of a very rough estimate of a starting place of where your protein needs to be. Most adults, including women, need to eat about 100 grams or more per day. Um, so that is going to be a minimum for most people. If you're really, really, really short, you could probably get away with eating less protein. Um, but I would say around 100 grams minimum. Um, okay, so that is number two. You really do need to get those lean protein sources in. Um, okay, so the third one um, in a weight loss plateau, uh, maybe you're not losing body fat the way you want. Number three, you could be eating too many carbs. Um, carbs are delicious and they're extremely prevalent in our society. They're easy to package, um, easy to take with you. So this is probably the most easy food source to get in. Um, that just means that they're going to be the easiest to overeat. So if this um, rings true for you, you really need to track your carb intake and find out how much you're eating. Um, I personally, um, once you know how much you're eating, what you can do is cut that down by 20 grams each week. Um, so start week one, say you're eating 200 grams of carbs per day, try 180. Um, see if you look different at the end of the week. See if your clothes fit different. See if you lose, um, see if the scale reports a different number. If not, then you can cut again by another 20 grams. But don't cut carbs too much because they are your energy source. And when you cut calories too much and you starve yourself, what's likely going to happen is that you're going to overeat at some point. You're going to go on a binge um, or just get fed up with your diet and and then overeat for the next few days. And then that's going to, um, that's going to, you know, set you back ultimately. So it's all about the tiny steps forward. It's not about who can go lowest calorie for so long. It's about the small changes that you make. So this really is an important message. Like don't cut your calories too much. Don't cut your carbs too much. Just, 
just focus on a gradual cut. Try 20 grams at a time. Okay, so that's number three. You might be eating too many carbs. Number four, eating too much fat. Um, If you are like me, (laughs) you love your fat. It is delicious. And to me, this is... um, the second most satiating nutrient, protein and fat. So that's what I gravitate towards. I cannot get myself unhooked from those damn nut butters. They are so good. Peanut butter, almond butter, cashew butter, regular butter. I don't know. It's it, it's delicious and I love it. So for me, this is something that I have to look at because fat it's delicious, it's satiating, but it doesn't help you build muscle. So it's really not doing a lot for your physique. Okay, now that being said, yeah, you have to get a little bit because you don't want to mess up your hormones. You need fat in order to, um, you know, build the sex hormones, estrogen, testosterone, and all the others. So it's not that you're eating zero fat on a fitness journey. You just need to eat lower fat because this is the only nutrient that's not really helping your muscles repair. It's not really helping you build muscle. Um, So you want to keep that on the lower side. Um, It's really hard to give an estimate of how much fat you should be eating um, without you know, knowing my audience. So I don't really like to give specific recommendations if I don't know who is going to be listening or who I'm going to be talking to. Um, But I would say in general, for the average female, 5'4", 5'5", 5'6", I would probably start you around 50 grams of fat, um, possibly even lower. But, you know, especially as a female, you don't want to cut this macro too far low um, because you do need some fat for hormonal functioning. So just be mindful of that. But if you know that you're eating like 80, 100 grams or more per day, and you're not on a ketogenic diet, that's too much fat to be eating with carbs. Because a fat and a carb together, that's a great recipe to gain weight and to put on body fat. So you do, when you're tracking macros, want to keep your fat a little bit on the lower side let the carbs fuel your workout. Let the protein repair your muscle. Um, that's the strategy there. Okay, so that was number four. You might be eating too much fat. Um, number five, this is such an important one. You have to have some type of game plan. You have to have a strategy. Most people don't have this. Um, and they because they don't realize people who are losing body fat, it is all strategy. It is highly strategized. Um, And most people don't see that because it's something that um, it's just not visible. People may not tell you that they're working with a coach or a dietitian or a fitness trainer. They kind of tend to keep this information to themselves. I don't know, maybe sometimes people are just a little bit embarrassed about it, or they just, you know, maybe it just doesn't come up in conversation. So it to the outsiders, it's going to look like that person just magically dropped body fat when in reality, they had a game plan. They were assigned macros. They've been tracking their food or following a meal plan. They've been working with a trainer or they've been forcing themselves to go to the gym regularly, even on days they didn't want to. So it's all strategy. Um, No one magically drops body fat. 
um, in an otherwise normal, healthy individual. You're not just going to like spontaneously drop body fat. You have to have some type of plan in place. Okay, so that is super important. If you're someone who wants to lose body fat and you don't have a strategy, um, you're you're probably not going to make a ton of progress until you do have some type of plan and hold yourself accountable to that plan. Okay, so that was number five. You have to have some type of plan or strategy in place. Okay, so that being said, um, the other thing that's important to remember is what are your goals? Are you trying to um, create a toned look or are you? do you know that you have a lot of body fat to lose? What I'm getting at is do you actually need to build muscle first before you can lose weight? Or is your body ready to jump into a fat loss phase? Because sometimes people are not ready to lose body fat. The person that may not be ready to lose body fat is someone who maybe considers themselves to be five pounds overweight, quote unquote. Um, the person who wants to lose you know, three to five pounds, I would challenge that. I would say, are you sure you need to actually lose weight or do you actually need to put on muscle so that you appear leaner and more structured and have a frame, you have a physique? Okay, so that's actually a really important point to know. Do you need to lose body fat or do you actually need to build muscle to create the look that you want? Because those are two different things. They're going to have two slightly different macronutrient requirements, whether you're trying to put on muscle or if you're truly needing to lose fat. So you need to decide, maybe talk to someone else, um, talk to a coach, talk to a dietitian, talk to whoever, um, decide what is your actual priority. Is it building muscle or is it losing fat? The, um, now, people who truly need to lose body fat, you'll know because you're probably, I don't know, 50 to 100 pounds overweight. So that person, for sure, you can jump right into fat loss. Um, but the person who's like, well, I think I just want to get toned. I just want to lose three to five pounds. That person, I don't know if you're ready to go into a fat loss phase. You might actually need to build muscle first and then take yourself into a fat loss phase. Um, so just make sure you understand this concept, um, before you automatically decide to cut calories, cut carbs, whatever. Okay. So that is, um, so that's kind of falls under the category of not having a strategy. You need to know where you're at. Do you need to gain muscle or are you truly ready to lose fat? That was number five. Okay. Kind of along those lines, number six um, not working with a coach or someone who knows what they're doing. This is pretty similar, um, kind of goes along with not having a strategy. People who are successful are going to bite the bullet and hire a coach, someone who knows what they're doing, someone who's maybe been on their own fitness journey and can devote, um, time and energy, give you tailored recommendations. It's just, uh, to me, it's so hard to watch people struggle to lose weight when they really, really, really want to, but 
you know, they're just not willing to get the advice of someone who's done it before and kind of figured it out. Um, there's no need to reinvent the will. Trust me, it's just going to be so much smoother if you hire someone who knows what they're doing. So that's a that's a big one here because, like I said before, weight loss, fat loss, physique, sculpting, it is all strategy. So you really want to work with someone that can um, give you tailored advice for your body because copying what other people are doing, it might work, but it might not work. <laughs> and if you're listening to this podcast on weight loss plateaus, I'm going to assume you've either been in a uh, plateau before or you're currently in a plateau. So in which case, in order to get yourself out of that space, I would highly, highly recommend hiring someone to work with. And that doesn't mean that you need to be with that person long term. You might just need a month, maybe two months or so until you get yourself kind of out of your current rut. So this can be an extremely powerful thing to do for yourself. And I would highly, highly recommend. Um, myself included, I have hired my own coaches to help me um, on my fitness journey. And it, I, I don't think I would have been able to do it without them, even though I am a dietitian and I've been in the weight loss space for a while. You just, you can't be objective about your own body. It's really hard. Um, there are some people out there that, you know, do self-coaching and are successful with it. But I would say just based on talking to a lot of different people, the majority of people do really well with accountability and two minds working together are better than one. Chances are the coach um, is going to have more ideas that you just hadn't thought of. Um, so that can just be really inspiring to work with someone and kind of catch the blind spots that you yourself are not seeing. Okay, so that was number six. Um, it's recommended, strongly recommended, hire a coach, get someone in your corner helping you. Uh, number seven, you're not weightlifting. Most people, especially women, probably not going to get to your physique goal if you're not incorporating some type of strength training. This is really important. Um, most women... Um, they like doing some type of cardio or HIIT training um, because it's really stress relieving and you feel so good, get some endorphins going. Um, and so they tend to get more attached to the cardio than weightlifting. But, and cardio is wonderful. It is one of the tools for fat loss, but it's not everything. It's not going to sculpt your physique. Um, ultimately, the weightlifting is going to do that. Weightlifting is going to give your body some structure, sh some shape, um, and it's going to create the t the elusive toned look that everyone is kind of hoping for. Um, so you really cannot neglect this. Also, weightlifting is what is going to stimulate your metabolism. The more muscle you have, the more food you can eat. So you really do not want to overlook this. Um, I think that sometimes weightlifting, it can be a bit of a chore. You're not always going to feel motivated to do it. Um, but if you're serious about having a fat loss goal or, you know, reaching a body, um, a body goal, a physique goal, 
this is something that you at some point in time are probably just going to have to do. Um, some women are intimidated. They don't know what to do at the gym, how to use the machines or the squat rack. Invest in a personal trainer. Like the things that you learn with a trainer are going to stick with you for the rest of your life. You will not regret doing this. So that is what I would say. Just bite the bullet. Make sure you're not going to hurt yourself. You know, watch the form. That is important. Um, and keep an open mind because you might find you love weightlifting. You might find that you do get the same stress relief that you get from your cardio session. Um, so don't discount it before you've even tried it. And give it a solid six weeks before you make up your mind either way on if you like it or not. Um, because once you build this as a habit, uh, habits are very powerful. They stick with you. So you almost want to give it a solid chance, um, make it a habit first, and then decide if it's something that you truly do not enjoy. Um, but keep an open mind. That's a super important part of this journey. Okay, so weightlifting, extremely important. Um, this is what's going to give you shape um, and ultimately decrease fat, pick up the metabolism. So don't neglect that. On the other hand, number eight, um, some people might be doing too much exercise. Um, this is a little bit less common, uh, at least from what I have seen. I don't run into this person too often, but I do definitely run into them. Um, a lot of times this is going to be in the form of doing too much cardio or too much HIIT training, too much high intensity. I know HIIT is really popular. Um, there's all kinds of group fitness classes that kind of promote it, and it is really fun, especially if you're doing a group training class because, you know, going um, to the group, seeing your friends there, being in that community, it can be really inspiring. But if you're doing HIIT training six or seven days a week, and you're doing weights and cardio on top of that, that that can be too much exercise. Because if you think about it, you're always breaking the muscle down. You're not actually allowing yourself to rest and rebuild that muscle. So you build your muscle back bigger on your rest days. And at night, you don't actually build muscle in the gym. You're breaking it down in the gym. So if you're constantly in a catabolic state, meaning being broken down, broken down, broken down, you're not giving the muscle a chance to actually grow back and build back slightly bigger. That's what actually stimulates metabolism and growth is when you give yourself a break. So this kind of comes back to strategy this is what I'm meaning by strategy. You need to be on some type of workout plan where you're not overdoing your HIIT training and cardio. I would say rule of thumb, weight training, a minimum of three days per week. Um, but again, it's really hard to give that recommendation without really knowing your audience or who you're talking to. Sometimes people um, get into a cycle of over-exercising because they're overeating. Um, what happens is 
you um, you overeat and then so you think to yourself, okay, whoops, overdid it. So I'm going to go do a little bit extra cardio or maybe an extra um, HIIT training session. Um, but what happens is when you exercise to burn calories or exercise to compensate for your food intake, what's going to happen is you're just going to rev up your appetite even more and then kind of perpetuate that cycle. You're likely going to be hungry um, or even hungrier again because you went really hard. And so that's going to pick up your appetite. Then you're going to overeat again. Then you're going to be like, oh, whoops, now I have to exercise again. So it's this whole cycle that people can fall into, which will land you in the space of doing too much exercise and not giving yourself those rest days to allow yourself to overeat by a little bit and be fully recovered um, so that your appetite kind of falls back down again and will self-regulate. So just kind of be aware um, that sometimes there is this cycle that happens. If that's you, make sure you're taking your rest days. Okay, and number nine, um, not giving yourself enough time on your fitness journey. Um, One week is not enough time to see if your current strategy is working or not. You can make progress within one week, but sometimes it's just so subtle that it's hard to see in your check-in photos. Um, And hopefully you are taking check-in photos. You should be doing that once a week. Um, That's actually number 10, but make sure you allow yourself enough time, minimum of one month to see if a current current strategy is working or not. It might take longer. In fact, it likely will take much longer than a month to get to your fitness goal. Even if you're just trying to quote unquote lose five pounds, give yourself three to six months to do that. Um, And if you have more along the lines of 20 to 50 pounds to lose, that can take a year minimum to two years to three years. It doesn't really matter how long it takes. What matters is that you keep going. Um, So if you're the type of person that's really impatient like me, make sure that you are actually giving yourself enough time. Um, So that is really important. Uh, Number 10, Finally, make sure that you're taking check-in photos. Um, this, um, the scale is not always going to show your progress. It's just one dimension numerical number, and that's all it is. It cannot tell if you lost water weight. It cannot tell if you're premenstrual and holding extra water weight. It just reports the number. So what you're actually going to be relying on is those um check-in photos. So you need both. I like to use both the scale and check-in photos because that gives you a better representation of what is truly going on. Um, You know, some people do more. They might use like a body fat percentage calculator um, on their scale, on their home scale, or maybe they do take it a step further, utilize a DEXA scan or a bod pod or something like that. Those are really cool and fun to look at. But for the average person on a fitness journey, um, minimum of taking your check-in photos once a week and stepping on the scale at least a couple of times per week. Personally, I like it when I see a body weight measurement every day so that I can get a good idea of what their average body weight is doing because it doesn't really matter 
how your weight fluctuates from day to day because it will fluctuate. It'll be up, sometimes it'll be down, but what you really want to look at is your average body weight over time. Um, and so the more data points you have, the better. Um, stepping on the scale is just creating a data point. It's nothing more, nothing less. It shouldn't affect your emotions for the rest of the day. Um, if the scale is up, um, because water weight gain is a real thing and it's highly dependent on what you ate the day before as far as how many carbs you had and how much sodium you had. So even if the scale is up by a couple of pounds, it's no big deal because you know that you're going to take those check-in photos. Um, so the scale can be deceptive. Yes, it's helpful, um, but... I rely probably more on the photos than um, anything else. So that is an important part of anyone's fitness journey. Don't be shy. You can take your check-in photos in a bathing suit or sports bra, maybe even a tank top. But you really do want to show the majority of your physique so that you can look for subtle changes along the way. All right. Well, thank you for listening, and I hope this was helpful.